All right, let's talk about the NFC West. Seattle, listen, I was kind of lukewarm on, you know, Russ. I think they just look average. I mean, Lockett looks good. How do you guys feel about Lockett, DK, Russ, that stack now? Because remember, we talked about yeah. that stack. Yeah. How do you feel about the Seattle stack now? I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. Um, I really was hoping that Shane Walden was going to come in here and talk to Pete Carroll and say, Pete, look, okay, I understand that, like, you want to control games on the ground. Mm -hmm. You want us to score, get a lead, and then just, like, play defense and run the ball. But that's not how today's NFL works, not in 2021. Yeah. And, unfortunately, Pete said, look, Shane Waldron, I hired you. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> you work for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm the captain. You're going to score. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm ca- the captain. Yeah. I'm the captain. <laughs> exactly. When we get a lead, yeah. we are going to run the ball. Yeah. And But yeah. what happens every single time? You watch these games, they get a lead, and they lose that lead. Their defense is not as good as he thinks there is. I, I, I think he still thinks he's coaching the Legion of Boom. And like, yeah. he, he scores 10 points, and he thinks he can win any game. Mm-hmm. But Russ, is, Russ has always been efficient, and he's been efficient this year, and that's what we've seen with the deep ball. But this offense could be so much more. Yeah. Even guys like Gerald Everett. Like mm-hmm. the good thing is that their defense is looking suspect. I'm hoping that like it continues to look that way. Last year they the defense came around and turned the corner. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that doesn't happen this year. We saw what Minnesota did to them. If yeah. that continues to happen, they are gonna have no choice but well, to like really just like let Russ cook. They paid mm-hmm. all their money to Jamal. The weapons are there. It's, just, it's the mindset thing. And again, it goes back to the situation like I want this to happen, you know, it's the definition of insanity. Yeah. Every year I keep telling myself, they're going to let Russ cook. Yeah, New no, OC comes in, they're gonna, this one's going to let Russ okay. cook. Doesn't happen. Yeah. But uh, let's, if, if Chris Carson goes down, who are you picking up on the waivers as, as their like backup? Right now, like, today? Like, 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 today? Like maybe this week. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No one really talking about everybody, it. Though. Everybody <laughs> who are you picking up? You know, I like Rashad Penny, but he, he can't stay healthy, man. I don't know what's going on with that guy. But honestly, I don't know the answer to that question, man. It's so many options. It's Alex Collins. It's DJ Dallas. It's most likely Travis Homer. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. I thought. If you had to pull the trigger, though. I'm taking like Alex Collins. Today? Today. No, no, I'm not taking Alex Collins. If I had to pull, I'm taking Homer. Homer. Okay. Uh, the, but the only reason is because out of those options, I feel like um, he's going to get a passing word. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I feel like in fantasy, and we talked about it in past episodes, those that, that receiving work gives you such a, a, a Konami code, if you will, for a running back. Um, so the value is so much there. For a running back that doesn't get that receiving work, if you're not scoring touchdowns, then the numbers don't look that good. You know? I feel like Alex Collins for like – he can't do it for like more than four or five games, but for like two or three games, if he had to come in, he gonna run hard. Oh yeah, he's a beast. And he gonna get you eighty. He got that beast mode in him. May yeah. get you yeah, like one or two, two, two catches. And but, then but this last game, zone. I think they only gave him like three carries or something like that. They didn't really give him that work. No, work they don't. Yeah, they don't really. Yeah. Um, That's not how they use their backs. The thing. So let's go back to Rashad Penny. I don't know what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. He's been hurt. He's been out for the last two weeks. I thought if he was gonna be out this long, they would have put him put him on IR to give him that three-week buffer, mm-hmm. they never put him on IR. So yeah. so what is going on there? You know, like, I don't know. But. He, he missed week two. He missed week three. If he mix, misses this week, then they basically wasted a roster spot on him because mm-hmm. they could have filled that with somebody else. But that tells you, though, they still, you know, people. They still, it's like they still grace. like him. They keep telling us, you know, yeah. he's, he's the guy, but 
I ain't seen nothing. Let me not go there. I ain't seen nothing, man. Is this a DK regression year? Nah, nah. This, this again, perfect example of like whatever happened the first three weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, don't expect it to happen the next three weeks. So Tyler Lockett going off the first three weeks. Guess what? You about to see a lot of DK Lockett, and he actually went off last week. Okay, or at least you know, you know, I think put up a I, close to hundred and a touchdown. I expect the next few weeks to really be uh, DK. Metcalf. I think there is some slight regression, but the only reason I say that because I think DK season last year was so amazing. I yeah. mean, he was getting all those bombs and he was scoring yeah. all those touchdowns, and he was just looking so great constantly. I'm not saying DK is is losing anything, but to sustain what he did last year, I don't know if I'm there now. I, I still think he's a great receiver uh Lockett so remember last year to start the season Lockett looked good as well mm-hmm. I mean he looked great and then he, he just kind of faded away at the end of the season I don't know if that's going to happen this year if that doesn't happen then I mean unless the I Seahawks think the offensive design I think it's offensive design I think you're seeing both receivers used in various different ways I don't right. expect to see Lockett just disappear for three to four games so, so yeah if he doesn't disappear then then DK can't do what he did know. last DK's, year DK's route tree has expanded like I watched that last no, no, no. game like he I agree I, mean, you know. I agree but but there was a point last year where DK was just getting everything but this is the other thing too is like we've seen like other receivers kind of come in and like you're talking know, about on the Seahawks, yeah, like take, Freddie Swain, yeah, and and, and just kind of randomly take these like that's a, they score that's so many deep all over the league too. Yeah. Like yeah. what's that segment? Um, I don't even know what NFL show does this, but they have a segment like that helps nobody or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. I feel like that's happening every week with I, every that's team. What I, that's what I was saying yeah, earlier. Yeah. So, so the like, fantasy zone is what you're talking yeah, about. Like, yeah. So and this is and that's what I'm saying. So for next year, like you have to value teams that. Have narrow target trees, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because like teams can now say like, or defenses can now say, okay, look, we're playing the Cowboys this week. We don't want Cooper and CD Lamb beating us deep. Right. So now Next guys, you got you got already got in the run Noah game. Noah and Cedric Wilson scoring exactly. touchdowns, everything like that. Oh, uh, real quick, I forgot to mention it because I was going to mention it, but Mike Williams is in a contract season. Mm. I think that yeah, might, but they didn't renew his contract, which is why that, that, that was the, that's that what was I'm so saying. He's, so in a, he's in a contract season, so he might be playing uh, for that next contract. But they, they would just sign him. <laughs> but they started the season saying that they wanted to get him more involved. In yeah, 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 I agree. Did. But they he just did. has a little bit more motivation. Really, yeah, but it's one of those things you you never know what like pay attention to. People will yeah. say, "See, we should have listened," and then they'll say something like, "This is why you don't pay attention to all season news." Like, yeah. who knows? Like, yeah. unless you physically see it in practice, you don't know. You can make an argument. We don't get to see it. Yeah, if it's something. It is what it is. It happened. We, so, we, we all wish we had more Mike Williams. So let's talk about the Rams for a second. I think that they clearly look like a Super Bowl MVP. team. MVP. MVP, man. So, I haven't, yeah, I haven't I heard people know, talk about it. I'm not saying he's going to be the MVP, but mm. he needs to be in the discussion. He, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. I want to talk about Robert Woods because oh, I, I drafted Robert Woods one. really high. I mean, like. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I didn't say draft him high. I was like, he was my fourth round pick. I was drafting him high too, man. Yeah. I think I was drafting him maybe like third round. He stayed third, there. Fourth round, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You shouldn't have been doing it. That's on you then. Yeah. But he mm-hmm. stayed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he stayed. He pretty much yeah. stayed in the fourth round. I did see him start to creep up in the third round. But mm-hmm. that's, that's that's DeAndre Swift territory. Yeah. You yeah. can't, yeah, you can't <laughs> you get Don't up. get in my DeAndre Swift territory. But, but yeah, he's been a disappointment. But it's been mostly like but, this cup. That's, yeah. But it, I don't think it's his fault, though. It's not his fault. It, it's like Stafford just sees 
cup. cup yeah. He's, and he, but he's always open. The offense is scheme to him, too. Yeah. I did not see this coming. Somebody hating on Woods there, man. Somebody <laughs> sabotaging there, Robert. Yeah, there's certain things like this where I'm like, okay, I missed. And I try to go back and think, why did I miss? And I can tell myself a bunch of stories. But probably nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, I'm going to end up, like, making the same mistake. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I can't tell myself is that, okay, like, we've seen kind of these the ascension of Van Jefferson from a standpoint of at least getting more playing ta- time mm-hmm. and running mm-hmm. more routes. We've seen the introduction of Deshaun Jackson. It took some time, but we saw that really kind of take off. Yeah. And those long bombs, they hurt. Yeah. Because if you don't have that player, that just takes away an entire drive. That mm-hmm. takes away a lot of receptions. And Robert works – he works in that intermediate route, and that's Cooper Cup. If, you, if it's between Cooper Cup and Robert Woods working in the same – you know, the same area. Yeah. Stafford's going to Cooper Cup. Yeah. Okay. Especially because he's running out of the slot. And, and Woods runs out of the slot too, but I mean, it's Cup. I mean, they have but, breakfast together. But they're not even, yeah. I know, that's crazy. <laughs> they're not even giving him like the jet sweeps that they were giving him last year. Yeah. Like they were manufacturing they to. touches for Woods last year that I just haven't seen. Probably because they felt like they had to. This year, they don't have to do that. Yeah. This year, oh, there's okay. much that's more. A good point. No, that's a good point. That, that yeah. is a very good point. They got Stafford ah, now. a good point, yeah. right? Make sure we cut that, like, yeah. clip that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, no, that, 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 that's just a very good point. I just think, I mean, with Robert Woods changing his number to number two, it's like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah like, he looks good that Like, it's supposed two, to shine, yeah. man. Yeah, like, you got number that. two on your chest. <laughs> but, uh, He's an outlier, though. It's okay. Now, 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 now what are we doing with Robert Woods? I'm benching him. Which is which is no, I'm not benching him this week. This week I'm playing him. But yeah, he's a he's a matchup play for me now. I, I actually like benched him last week. Like why are you? I benched him last week against Arizona because Tampa Bay has a weak they they have a against weak Tampa. slot corner. Oh Tampa, Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. They, they had a weak okay. slot corner, so I just yeah, assumed yeah. that like he was going to go off again. But I didn't realize that until last week, week one, week two. I was playing Robert Woods. Okay, week one, obviously I'm playing him because I was high going into the season. Week two, I was like, oh, that's just one week. You know, it'll regress. Yeah. And then week two, I was like, nah, nah, Cooper Cup is a, you know, yeah. the yeah. clear number one. And Tampa Bay has a, you know, they they don't, you know, you know, uh, guard the slot corner very well. They lost their slot corner. Yeah. So this week coming up, though, like but they're playing Arizona this week. This week they're coming up to playing Arizona. So who also has a bet? You know, they're not very great against slot corners. But who is their cornerbacks? I know they don't have Malcolm Butler. Like who's there? I'm not sure, but that defense didn't look bad. <laughs> Huh? But that defense didn't the look good. That, that defense is ant. You talking about the Cardinals? That defense yeah. is ant. Don't, 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 don't let that play tight last week. They, they played play like a week. Yeah, they played oh, the yeah, Jags. They play the Jags. Like, come on. And they let DJ Sharp score. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. trash. Come on, man. It's still a NFL team, I'm attacking the Cardinals. No. And didn't they let the Vikings just go off? Like, the Vikings would have won that game if they made that field goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they didn't. I'm, 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 I'm because at some point, <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm and, and again, again, going back, teams get tapes. You teams are not going to just let Cooper Cup score ten for 120 and a touchdown every week. I don't week. know, man. What they going to do about? I'm going to say that, and then we're going to come back. I know. Like, what they like, okay, this time. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I don't know what they could do about it because it, yeah. Cooper Cup just is wide yeah. open. It depends on what your options are, really. That's what it kind of comes down to. But I, I, I'm not, you know, they're, you know, I think I'm gonna probably bite the bullet and start him in leagues where I need to. Okay, so what about that backfield? Henderson looks like he may be back in a couple of weeks. They Sony, said he's gonna week. play this week, actually. Yeah, they so say he might be back this week. It's Henderson's backfield. All right, so if he's healthy. He's going to continue to get the line shit. But, because but, he's going to get the passing down work. Yeah. But, and I think it goes back to what you were literally just saying about when we were talking about Jacobs. Yeah. 
I do think oh, yeah. the Rams are now looking at Henderson like 100%. we don't know if we can really give him this full workload. Because remember, he was hurt before the season, like before camp. Like he gave him to camp a little hurt. He got hurt during camp. And then he got hurt during the season. But what were they doing like in the first game against the Bears defensive front? And they basically had him play like 100% of the snaps. Yeah. yeah. Or like 99% maybe, of the Maybe snaps. Sony like, wasn't why? ready. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Sony why? just even didn't when have they, Even when they had the game like I know, locked you're right, up, you're right. it didn't matter if he didn't know. You're taking a hand off. Right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Or get they gave him like maybe like, like one or two carry, but you're right. They gave him like, like that all made the no worries. sense whatsoever. Yeah. So. But, but I mean, again, it just is proving more and more that Henderson can't really carry the workload as much I mean, as I don't know. These injuries are very different. It's not like you no, yeah, they're, they're all like different, bone. but he you just keeps getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. You know, and it's a long season, and, and we're talking about a team with Super Bowl aspirations. Yeah, but if he, obviously, if he's active, you're starting him. Oh yeah, yeah. And Henderson is definitely the guy. Show. Henderson yeah. is definitely the guy. Um, yeah. All right, so let's also talk and about Higby. Start Higby. Just Higby. Just, just Higby looks good. Yeah, oh, he's, he's going to be tough to figure my, out week to week. They schemed him. They, you know, there were some obvious, you know, plays that were, you know, specifically developed for Higby. Yeah, that screen on the touchdown. And for my dynasty people, man, because of how good Higby looks, don't forget Jacob Harris. <laughs> you and Jacob Harris. Because if he's going to be in that offense, I'm not saying this is not for, you know, season long. Right, right. But if he's going to be in that offense and they, they're, yeah. they're scheming the tight end like that, yeah. then if Jacob Harris kind of gets up to speed, he might have a, a major, major value boost. Yeah. So. Tight ends against Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the real MVP, who's going to be the real MVP, Kyler Murray hmm. and the Arizona Cardinals. In that I thought you were talking about Tampa, but go ahead. No, no. <laughs> Kyler Murray, listen, it's hard. Kyler Murray, he looks like QB1 right now. I don't see him not being QB1 with the way that that offense is, is playing. We don't even want to take a victory lap on this one because this was like one of the, like, I don't want to say obvious, mm-hmm, but it yeah. was just one of those offenses where, like, you had a quarterback who was just obviously Konami code, yeah. and we knew, like, kind of he was struggling in the passing game. And all it took was for him to just kind of, like, make that next step. Mm-hmm. And now he can run and pass. And, right. oh, we just added A.J. Green. And people yeah. wanted to hate and, on A.J. And Green. And Moore. And we added Ron And Dale Christian Kirk is finally, and like, got, starting to yeah. do a, a thing. Now, that's going to take me to my next question, though. Who's the receiver to own after D-Hop? Is it all A.J. Green or Christian them. Kirk? Because I don't think Rondell Moore should be in the discussion. I think you should own them. them. Kind of like what I was saying with the Chargers. But you can't own all of them. You own, pick get one. one of them. Whatever, yeah. whoever's get available. One. You see A.J. Green on the waiver? Pick Just him up. Yeah, I want to go home. God, Rondell Moore should not be on a waiver. Yeah. Chris can, Christian Kirk should not be on a waiver. Yeah. It's going to be a week-to-week proposition. You're not starting these guys as wide receiver twos. You're mm-hmm. not starting them as, like, your strong flex position. But, like, if you're in, like, deep bench leagues, you're in leagues where you start two flexes, like the FFPC, these are great guys to own. And if you can, like you know, it's going to take some time. You know, it'll depend on, like, the, you know, who's, you know, the defense they're going against. But we know more in Christian Kirk, you know, seeing some good amount of time in the slot now that there's no more Fitzgerald there. A.J. Green and D-Hop are on the outside. So we knew D-Hop was banged up last week, okay? Uh, I know some people started around there more. I didn't necessarily go. I did, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I started him the week before. I got lucky. Yeah, <laughs> I got lucky. But, you know, it's going to be one of those things that's kind of like, it's going to be tough, but... You know, when they go off, they go off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, one thing, and you just mentioned, I, I literally just totally forgot. What happened to Larry Fitzgerald? Did he retire? 
I don't think he's technically retired. So he's just like, I'm still deciding. <laughs> he's still at home like, I'll, I'll let y'all. I'll let y'all hurt, know. If somebody gets hurt, he can just easily like yeah, sign. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. what better? What be, I mean, what better thing for veterans just to like sit out, chill. Oh, you making the playoffs? Oh, you need somebody? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm yeah let, let me get that ring with y'all. <laughs> Kyler um, is your quarterback? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers closely and I haven't done any comparison, but I think D-Hop's value has slightly become depressed with all these other options mm-hmm. that are there. Another guy, you look um, back and you're like, I like D-Hop this year. I like D-Hop. And then you look, yeah. look at your shares and you're like, I don't really have a lot of D-Hop. Yeah, yeah. But it's because of the addition of these yeah. other guys. Now, and I'm not saying bench him or anything like no. that or anything, but it's just what we expected from D-Hop. Because I remember last year, and, you know, as a Texas fan, I used to think, you know, I, I'm, you know, conspiracy theorist. I used to think the Cardinals would just give him, like, 50 targets a game just to yeah. just to spite the Texas. <laughs> yeah. Like, look what y'all let go of. I mean, he was getting like 20 targets, you know, yeah, but yeah, this he season he's not getting that amount of targets. He still looks good when he gets his yeah. targets and his catches. Because um, you have other guys now that not only command targets, but you have a quarterback who's now advanced. So now yeah. he's passing to the open he's guy. He's see the field better. He's hitting the guys yeah. that are like, you know, okay, this play is designed to like get this guy down the street. You know, down the scene. Yeah. He's seeing those and he's hitting those. Yeah. So he's not as reliant on DeAndre Hopkins. Again, yeah. going back to that idea, okay, when we're looking ahead in 2022, and I'm always thinking about this, okay, what's next year going to look like? Taking just mental notes. Narrow target trees. Like, that, that's going to be my theme of, like, 2022. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. who has a narrow target tree, okay? And that's where I want to go because I feel like it's going to give me consistent production week in and week out. Now let's talk about, before we move from Arizona, Chase Edmonds, Connor, I have no idea who to start from week to week. I like Chase. I've been starting him week to week because I like the third down to work. Start Chase. Just start Chase. Yeah, start Chase. But I, I started Connor last week because – Getting some goal line work. No, not because I was like, oh, this is a week for Connor. Because I was like literally dying from running back injuries. Mm. And this, is, this goes back to our point earlier. Just have these guys on your roster with the idea that like in the right situation because it was between him and they could Peyton Barber and like someone else. And I was like, okay, you know, who positive games. Bar- who, who scored more points, Barber or Connor last week? Oh, it was probably close. I think it was probably Barber because he had a couple Peyton catches Barber too. had like 23 yeah, or something. Yeah. Was yeah. Connor had like 18 or something? Something like that. He scored two, two touchdowns, touchdowns and like probably not much okay. through the air, uh, very little on the ground. But the idea was just like, okay, there's going to be like positive game script situation. They should be, you know, up. And they, they weren't up that much for at least, at least early on. But they should be up. And he should be, like, running the clock out and then just hope for, like, a goal line carry against yeah. a weak defensive front. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of save him for that. But, like, we've seen now what this offense looks like. Yeah. He's going to get the goal line carry. So, he's like a guy that, like, okay, I'm in a pinch. Like, if I'm looking through my roster, who is the likelihood of scoring a touchdown today? That's it. But otherwise, like you said, it's, it's Chase Evans. Yeah, go Chase. He's getting a lot of run and a lot of look in the passing game, too. So, mm-hmm. All right. Like, I want to talk about another receiving core that is kind of hard to decipher well, it hasn't been hard as of late, but I think it's going to be hard going forward. Let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers. Listen, Debo has just been going off, getting tons of targets. Ayuk, to me, is still someone to own and start. How do you guys feel about Brandon Ayuk and that offense? Man, I don't – this whole San Francisco 49ers team, like, man – I like want to curse somebody out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who to direct <laughs> my anger about. towards. Yeah, do I direct it towards the coach? Do I direct it towards the beat writers? I was listening to some random fantasy analysts tell me that like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember. You know, I was having lunch with someone and they told me that Debo was a guy. <laughs> like, really? 
And I can't be upset because I probably would have kept that to myself too. But either way, like, like again, this is, it goes back to another one of those situations. Like, how did I miss out so bad on this? And I can tell myself stories, but I'd probably make the same, like, mistake nine times out of ten, to be quite honest. Mm. So, you know what's crazy? I still don't think we know what that 49er offense is supposed to look like right now. 100% agree. I still don't I still don't know if I'm for sure saying Debo is the guy to own there. Agreed. And that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Uh, because I don't know if it's due to injury with Ayuk or, you know, punishment or whatever. Uh, I don't know if it's due to quarterback play or just the offensive whole hasn't looked good. I don't know if it's the fact that the running game hasn't been what they wanted because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the 49ers. Like, every everything I thought – just hasn't played out exactly the way I, I wanted to play out. Now, this last game, Ayuk looked good. Yeah. Ayuk mm-hmm. looked like yeah. a guy that can be the guy. Yeah. And if he's out of the doghouse or and if he's healthy, I think I'm still leaning Ayuk. You know, mm. Debo, to me, still, they manufacture touches for him. Yeah. He gets these, like, like reverses and stuff like perfect, that. Perfect but he's not really going yeah. downfield and getting a lot of plays. And I think they said they were trying to work that into his, his skill set this season, but I haven't really seen it. He had that, yeah. He he caught that one long pass, but it's not like he like just beat the defender. Like yeah, it was like an yeah, underthrown he, he ball. Got the pass he made he a good adjustment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I like what you said about manufacturing touches and yeah. going back to like again whether it was like injuries or he was in the doghouse. Because one thing you know that Shanahan can do is he can like scheme an offense, yeah. especially against bad defenses. Yeah. Okay, that first game against Detroit, like, what better defense is like, okay, whatever I draw up, that first read's always going to be there. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers, but I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is just one of those system quarterbacks where, like, he's going to the first read. And if the first read is not there, that's how that's why he looks so bad yeah. at times is when that first read is taken, taken away from him. Yeah. And so against bad defenses or whenever that first read, like, is just open, like, he's going to look good. He's going to hit yeah. that guy. And so with Ayuk being in the, in, in the doghouse or being injured, like, Shanahan was like, okay, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Like, Debo, this is your time to shine. Yeah, exactly. This play is going to exactly. be for you. And that's what we saw every single play. It wasn't yeah. like – Garoppolo, I don't think Garoppolo like just had eyes for Debo. It's yeah. that that Debo was the first read yeah. in the option. Yeah, you can yeah. tell that he was schemed yeah. in that option. And going back again, I keep saying it. Look at the look at the you know look at the offense in three to four week increments. Things are gonna change. We have not seen a, a huge Kittle week. That's gonna happen. We're gonna see a huge Ayuk week because he you know Shanahan is gonna look and see. Okay, defenses are now scheming looking at Debo because you saw they they were a lot of you know. They they tried to manufacture uh, uh, touches for Debo behind the line, mm-hmm. you know rushes, you know sweeps, etc., you know reverses, and we saw defenses ready. Yeah, they, Shanahan's going to go back. He's going to look at the film. Okay, yeah. teams are ready for this. They were now, on the how hashtag. do I adjust? They stay ready. Yeah. Um. So, so as far as the receivers, I would recommend still playing both of them, Debo and Ayuk. I don't think you have to pick. I mean, most people don't have both on their teams. So yeah. whichever one you have, just play them. Um, but the two concerns I have and everybody have, you know, I know you have, is them running backs, Trey freaking Sermon. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on with him, you know? Uh, yeah. And then we have to ex- – now, me, as far as Trey Lance, I, I kind of initially was expecting it to play be the long game, but I was kind of starting to eventually have hope that he would eventually get those, those reps, you know, mm-hmm. close to the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Now it's getting to the point where it's like – I know I expected this, but I'm getting antsy. You know, it's like, okay, I know I didn't expect him to play to the end of the season, but now he's like dead weight on my team. He's like a a big anchor. So, I mean, I'm going to keep him, but but golly, like, come on, like, make a move. But forget that. Back to Sermon. What the hell 
God. is going on there because you have a third round running back. Was was he a healthy scratch week one? He was healthy scratch week one. What? And then the sixth round pick is the guy that's getting the looks. And then now we didn't see them play much prior to you know the season, but now that we've seen both of them play, Mitchell looks like the better back. Just the eye yeah. test. Sherman doesn't look ready no. a- at all. And I think a lot of it too. And I mean, we talked about it. But like I was. So Super high on Trey Sermon. Yeah. Just in terms of just like the eye test and just like watching him run. And I think what I think what I've gathered or what I figured or, or, or what I've kind of come to terms with is right now he's not ready for this system, like you said. Mm-hmm. He's not running the way that he should in the system. Yeah. And he's not quick enough to like account for his yeah, deficiencies yeah, he, in the yeah, system. He doesn't have that. Certain yeah, players that like yeah, exactly. They may not be as good as Trey Sermon. But because they are quick through the hole, or maybe you know, vision-wise, they can hit that cutback, or they can you know, you know, really find you know the hole in that stretch zone. Like they just look better in that system, and that's yeah. what you need. You know, we talked about you know, we always bring up like you know, I bring up you know, Philip Lindsay, and I'm like, okay, Philip Lindsay could be a good back in the right system, but I don't think the Texans' offensive line and system are a good system. But behind that San Francisco system, that's the type of back that you need. Hmm. So you know, I you know, I can't I can't say his name. I know. I keep you know, I don't care if he's dead weight. I don't care if I have to wait till week 10, 11. I have a ton of Jeff Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> I will wait and I will wait. Yeah. Barring any random trades, like I will wait and like I all I can see right now is Jeff Wilson coming in and taking over this backfield. This is a playoff team. They don't want guys. a veteran back there. What's the record right now? Two and one. Two and one. All right, okay. guys. Let's move to the AFC South. How many teams home got? All right, a never lot. mind. Just keep going. A lot. Okay, we got to hurry uh, up. <laughs> let's move to the AFC South. Let's start with our hometown team, Texans. Hey, the Texans are only one and two, but they're not nearly as bad as everyone said that they told you or Dale told you. Uh, (laughs) Listen, I'm not sure Brandon Cooks is still receiver one, but for a little while he was receiver one. Abby told you about Brandon Cooks. Talked about Brandon Cooks. Yeah. I cut the clip. I should put it in right here. I don't know if I will or not. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. But (laughs) is there any other fantasy? Player to own other than Brandon Cooks on that. Nah, nah, nah. Maybe Tyrod when he comes back. Nah, but they've been decimated by injuries <coughs> so much that it's like they're, they're, there's nobody you can even trust. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. if we're not talking about fantasy, they're just holding their own. They're 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 playing with respect. You know, they're yeah. they're they're playing with heart and everything like that. But as far as fantasy value, um, it's great for Brandon Cooks because it's like that narrow tree that you're yeah. talking about. They're literally going him all the time, yeah. and he's mm-hmm. producing. He is the number one receiver yeah. as far as yard and, and yeah. air yards or whatever that I saw recently. Um, Against so, the right matchup, you may want to look at like a Anthony Miller. Okay, I do think he can like potentially yeah. have some value. Well, he just came that. back for the first time last week, yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. gonna eventually ramp yeah. up, and he got that slot role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and that's and that's, that's mainly why I like him. I do think you know I'm not I'm not holding him in all leagues. Uh, I am holding out hope for uh, David Johnson. I just think he like gives them the best chance behind that backfield. I think when you bring in a guy like Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram like he's deceivingly quick mm-hmm. in terms of when you watch him, you're like, okay, he looks like he got juice and literally goes nowhere. He has like a quick burst. Yeah, he has a quick it. burst and it, it goes stopped. nowhere. Okay, yeah. so he is not it. Yeah. Philip Lindsay is not the back for this offensive line. So I think David Johnson is a back that offers three down capability. But the problem is, is like it doesn't matter what I think or what I want. Right now, he's only getting the three-down work. Okay, yeah. so third, third the, down work. Third down work. The, the way work. I see the Texans' backfield, and I was high on Lindsey, um, because 
Yeah, I'll be honest with you. The reason why I was high on Lindsay because I was comparing or I was looking at who would be the winner between Lindsay and David Johnson. Mm -hmm. Like I literally was looking at those two options. And for what I was gathering from my in insider information, I knew they were trying to use <laughs> and, and listen, he won't even tell us who they <laughs> right, right. He'll randomly say something and be like, how do you know that? Yeah. Can't tell you. <laughs> I knew they were looking at David Johnson as a third down yeah. player. You know, yeah. so so obviously to me it was like, okay, Lindsay was gonna be the guy. I and I think we collectively just ignored Mark Ingram and what he can do for this offense. I definitely did. I was like, oh, um, forget about him. He's not going to make the team. But Mark Ingram, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Mark Green has just proven us wrong because he's actually been the one out of all three of them that's because of coaching time. That's that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe we 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 just we didn't put value on that the way we should have. Yeah. Um, the only reason why I'm still holding on to one of them, and for me it's it's Lindsey, but it could be any of them. Um, at some point. I think an injury might occur. Now, I don't wish injuries on anybody. Um, it's a long season, though. Or maybe a trade can occur. The Texans are a team that they're open to getting rid of anybody if mm -hmm. the right deal yeah. presents itself. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's a rebuild, but it's like a competitive rebuild. Yeah. It's like they're fighting, but they also know they have to kind of game plan for the future. If a team is in need of a running back and they feel like they can make a deal with Casario, um, I think Casario pulled that trigger. Um, yeah. I was thinking the Ravens might be the team with Mark Ingram having that type of relationship with the Ravens. That didn't happen. But, you know, injuries are going to keep occurring. Um, so if one of them is moved or hurt, yeah, you know, that is going to increase the value of, yeah, of yeah. two of them by a yeah. lot, in my opinion. And their um, defense, just real quick, again, two deep zone. They play that Tampa two. Lovey yeah. Smith is always there. So just know that. Like, that's why DJ Moore killed. DJ Moore didn't kill because DJ Moore is this amazing player. He's good. I'm not taking anything away from DJ Moore. But if you literally watch the game, he was wide open. And Sam yeah. Darnold's first read was DJ Moore. And if his first read is always open, he's obviously going to throw it there. That's the type of quarterback that he is. Yeah. So just know that, like, moving forward for other players that, you know, obviously, you know. People now, now Terrence Mitchell is a starting cornerback. He missed that game. So we'll see how he looks yeah, when he yeah. comes back because he had a concussion. Their run defense is not terrible, though. So don't, 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 just, don't just think I mean, he's going to get look, like. look, and I'm not, I'm not, man. Everybody Guys, that we can't me talk on Twitter. Long, gonna no, no, we're not going to talk long at all. We're about to go up. But everybody <laughs> that follows me on Twitter, everybody that knows me, knows I've been a Texans advocate. They're they're not the worst team in the NFL like everybody was trying to make it out to be. Yeah, that belongs and to the just, Jags. And they're just trying to – they're just proving that. Now, I'm not saying they're good. I'm not saying, you know, they're going to be a playoff team. But that narrative was just too crazy to me, man. I mean, you're the worst right, team you're in NFL you're right, history. You're right. You're right. You're right, you're right. Um, you're right. But the and, worst and, team is the Jags. So, let's move on to the Jags. Yeah, yeah. Jets? Oh, yeah, Jets. the Jags are, no, no, to Jets, me, worse. Jets way worse. Yeah, what you yeah, talking yeah, about? Jets way Jets. worse. Yeah. All right, so on, let's talk about the Jags for a second. James Robinson, are you guys ro still rostering? Oh, yeah, James absolutely. Robinson? He has, he, especially at the last game, because they're going to be behind in a lot of games. So what you mm -hmm. saw last game was them, like, realizing, okay, he should probably be the hurry back. He should probably be the, you know, the third down back. He should probably be, you know, in there two minutes, et cetera. So he has, because they're going to be in so much garbage time situations, he is a he is definitely has a lot of value, and I will be starting him this week. So quickly, you know me, I was mm -hmm. never on James Robinson. Right, y'all remember that. Mm -hmm. um, and part of the reason why I wasn't on James Robinson because I did feel like the Bengals, uh, and we had this discussion on the pod whether they're going to be a running team or a passing team. And anyway, we got we got to be clear. 
None of us were on James Robinson when, he, when with the ETN injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is dog, um, yeah, so third round, fourth round, none of us were. Yeah. But but part of the reason why I had a stance that they were going to be a passing team was not so much as far as what they wanted to do, but what they were going to have to do by necessity. I felt like they were going to struggle all season long and they were going to have to keep passing the, the ball. Um, and I feel like that's to some extent played out a little bit. Tre- Trevor Lawrence is passing – like 30, 40 pass attempts a game. Yeah. Um, Who's the receiver to own on that team? Though? Uh, Marvin Jones. I kept telling y'all this. <laughs> it, it might be Not Marvin Jones. He, he might be the position <laughs> guy, <laughs> possession guy, but Shark is the one that's getting the touchdowns. Shanat's getting this, these low A dot, and he got hurt also week two. Yeah. Um, but we'll week one and week three, he's getting these short A dots, so he's not really doing much with them. But their offense as a whole is just struggling. Lawrence I, is struggling. I am holding Trevor. Only because he still has that rushing capability. I'm holding Trevor. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm but, not letting him go just. But, but yet. that whole team is struggling, man. And um, I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't. Man, next. I don't we don't, man, yeah, we'll I don't. I don't want to talk about the Jazz, man. Like, why you struggling? Do that? <laughs> Speaking of struggling, who's the running back to own with the Colts? Is it? Is your, it man, listen, just, man. Man, come on. Man, Naheem, stop being disrespectful. Naheem <laughs> looks good, man. Like, but do we is, think that Jonathan Taylor is gonna be the guy? Mid to late season. Yes, he's the guy that you want to own. But this is why you didn't draft Jonathan Taylor in the first round. I had that little brief moment of lapse where I had a little. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, <laughs> I was, gonna, like, I was <laughs> like, you know, I was drafting and I was like, Jonathan Taylor just like failed to me in the second round. And I was like trying to tell myself a story and a narrative, okay? Like, number one, I was like, you never see him fall that low. And I felt like I just like was compelled to take him. Yeah. And I took him. Um, Suffice to say, I'm not that happy with it. Right. Okay. No, no, wait. Wait, wait. I still think he's the backup. I I don't want to ignore the fact that Jonathan Taylor has looked good, but he's just not scoring these touchdowns. Like, he's got – I think he's leading the NFL in red zone carries. Yeah. So, he's there. He's just saying he can't punch it in. I need to see more targets. If he – that yeah, but but again, when we had the Jonathan Taylor discussion in a past episode, that was a concern I had. Yeah, we knew because remember I was like, Hines looked so good last year. Yeah. They might use this off season to try to maybe decide to use him more often, and that might be playing out. But regardless of that, if Jonathan Taylor was getting the touchdowns with the opportunities he's getting, his numbers would look so much better. We wouldn't be having this type of conversation Do right now. You know now. the real issue, mm-hmm. okay? And this kind of goes like to that whole like Chubb discussion is you were drafting Jonathan Taylor based off of him being super efficient behind a very good O-line. Right. You had yeah. a very good back behind a very good O-line. And that yeah. O-line has been injured. I think we buried the lead on that, yeah. yeah. So yeah. That's, that's been the major issue. That O-line was just really good, mm-hmm. and the defense is you know, at least better than what we thought they were going to be. And Wentz haven't been broken. And exactly. Like then, right. then it would, things yeah. would be a little bit different. So, again, first quarter, but don't be surprised to see Jonathan Taylor just Let, really just smash what about, the next three or four games. What about the receivers on the Colts? <laughs> like, what's going on there? Stop, dis- no stop disrespecting Zach Pascal. Yeah. Okay. okay. He's and, available in a lot of leagues. Yeah, he is. And Pittman is the guy to own. Like, mm-hmm. Pittman is the guy to own. He's getting a lot of targets. Uh, with that, you know, with I don't that know means, what's going on with Paris Campbell, man. I'm so disappointed in that. Yeah. Drop him. He's drop just, him. just like, no, yeah, you shouldn't no even way. be right. You should have dropped him after week one. And uh, T.Y. Hill, what are we doing with him? I'm not doing anything with him. Like, are you going to eventually pick him up? Because no. I know you're not rostering him. No, no, no. So we put him out. He's done. Put him out the pasture. Put him out the pasture. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of putting out the pasture, and I know that you guys are gonna hate me for saying this because I think Julio needs to be put out the pasture. Man, come on, listen, man, you guys, you listen, know, man. You know how I feel about Julio. Listen, man, okay. Julio, but, but I'm not listen, there though. I'm not I called there. him. Listen, he's AJ Green with better PR. Let's talk about what in the <laughs> hell is going on with Tennessee. 
He is, man. He was saving that one. <laughs> I was saving it. I was. I was. Uh, I think nice I put it in the, that's nice. I like it. I think it. I put it in the group chat. Yeah, like, I think I did too. That was nice. No, no. You know, I was down on Julio, but I'm a little higher on Julio now. So I'm not there where you are right now. And I think he. I don't know. Okay. Game one, ignore. Yeah. Okay, game one, ignore. They had a they had kind of a, a COVID ridden off season. Week two, he looked good though. Off-season. Week two, he looked good. He, he had a touchdown they took away. Week three, he had a little hamstring injury. If you want to call him old for that? Then what are you gonna call AJ Brown? Who's Did he have a two, hamstring? I thought it was came, a knee. Yeah, AJ yeah. had the hamstring. Listen, AJ uh, had a hamstring. We talk about AJ Brown. Had, they both yeah, had Julio, a hamstring. Yeah, both had a hamstring. Yeah, but okay. Julio just kind of tweaked this a little bit, so we'll see. Okay. But you cannot call a, you can't call Julio old for having a hamstring. And then we've had like literally. How many players, especially wide receivers, are just gone out with hamstrings? Yeah, a lot of. Okay, them. so let's not let's not let's not go there. We'll That's what I'm saying. Plays, like these. First of all, I don't believe in victory laps in fantasy at all. So people that be doing that, that's weird to me. But um, I mean, I'll take a victory lap. Yeah, he's weird to me. But anyway, <laughs> like, don't take victory laps on injuries because yeah, 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 we yeah. we you can't predict injuries. I don't care, Chris. What <laughs> what you what prior has happened in the past. Or, or anything, you, you don't know when a person is going to get hurt. And if a person didn't get hurt, you don't know what kind of production they could have put up. Prime example of that when we get to this team, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Because yeah. if, no, if we weren't concerned about injuries, he'd be, he would have been going a lot higher. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, right. I mean, next team. Next we don't know what so, Well, let's we'll move to the NFC South. Let's go ahead and talk about Tampa. Gronk, listen, we were not valuing Gronk as high as he should have been. We picked been. the wrong one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we and might they were have been. both so cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Tampa for a second. Listen, Mike Evans. I think I'm still starting Mike Evans every single week. I am too. Yes, um, yes. I mean, I am too. People, I start all of them. Actually, people have this discussion with Mike yeah, Evans same. every single year. Like, oh man, why did I draft? Bruh, Mike Evans is. I don't even want to say he's boom bust. I think he's less than boom bust <clears throat> this year with uh, someone like Brady. But Mike Evans is a big play type threat. He's a red zone threat. You don't mm-hmm. sit Mike Evans, okay? Mm-hmm. And let's put or don't things, draft him. And let's put things in, in context. He's been Week pretty he's one, been good. He was dealing with the guy that we brought up a couple times already in this Diggs. in this pod, Diggs. Mm-hmm. He was dealing with this this super shutdown cornerback that we've all just not paid attention to leading up to this season. And we should who's be showing out because we realized watching that game how good Diggs was, right? And mm-hmm. that allowed us to adjust for the you know game two, game three, and moving forward. But now mm-hmm. Evans week two, he did great. Yep. And week three, we were like, uh, he's going against Jalen Ramsey. We don't know. And he still produced. Still yeah. produced. So I wouldn't be worried about Evans. I wouldn't be worried about Godwin. You just start these guys. A.B. had a bad week, too. I don't, mm-hmm. know, I, I don't know what to make of that. But A.B. is still A.B. And yeah. I, I, I think Brady likes A.B. a lot. He yeah. does. Yeah. He might be his, probably his favorite. All these guys are going to eat. Look, you, so Mike Evans didn't have a good game week one. We all knew Brady was like, Bruh, I got you next game. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Yeah. Brady is the type of, like, he is so good. Look, he's the goat of goats. Whatever you, like, he's you need goat. to get over that. He's, he's the goat goats. of all goats. I don't even like, yeah. I don't like Patriots, you know, but no, he's, he's the, the goat, goat of all goats. No, he's, yeah. he's, he's so good that he can say, okay, you know what? You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. He really does. <laughs> you get a touchdown. Really oh, wait, my bad. Did I miss you? You get a touchdown. Yeah, he really does. He's that good, okay? So if a player does not go off the week, Prior, you can probably best believe he's going to go off. By the way, going back to Mike Evans, Mike Evans, that week one dud, it didn't really even matter for FFPC players because you didn't have to play him. You know, we were able to get that first look thing where if the player didn't do good. And you you get so excited when a player like that does not do well his first week. 
and then he has like a you know a, a much better matchup the following week. You're just like, oh man, I just can't wait to start this player. Yeah, that yeah. squeaky wheel thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about Rojo and Leonard Fournette? Ugh. I mean, are you guys just staying away from that backfield yes. for now? Yeah. But Gio may be hurt. We gotta see how serious his injury is. If Gio's serious, it's is an MCI, I think. Ooh. Okay. MCI. So I think it's gonna be a week or two. Oh, just a week. Okay, so. Okay, that's all right. Because ideally. If you can figure out, you know, when they're going to be in really positive game script situations, then maybe you see a little bit of running. The problem is, and we talked about this, is Brady is on this whole other level where he's really he's, trying. He's doing his 2020 Josh Allen thing, man. Yeah. And his, oh no, his uh, 2020 uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but, but, but the Packers ran the ball with Aaron Jones last year, too. Yeah, no. Like, Brady's like, look. The Bucks I'm, like, I got this. Brady said, I'm like, setting all the records. Yeah. I'm going to put myself so far ahead mm-hmm. so that there is no discussion who the greatest player in sports is. Yeah. That is all. You see him at the goal line. Yeah. He's 42. This dude's running quarterback sneaks at the goal line. Yep. He's yep. passing at the goal line. You know what's funny? I, I mean, I'm going on a little tangent, but I think I saw over under today as far as his rushing yards for this upcoming week is at .5. <laughs> That's his over under. They're basically saying, is he gonna get a yard? yard he right. led and he led the team in rushing. <laughs> no, he yeah. didn't. I guess the Rams. Yes, he did. Yeah, he, he led did. them. In he rushing? led them in rushing. So yeah, the answer don't, is okay, don't look, start anybody. Don't play, yeah, don't play any Bucks running back. <laughs> I know that. Let's move on to the only other team that I think that can challenge them for that division, Carolina. We haven't talked about this. Did you say Carolina can challenge them? They can challenge them. They're the biggest frauds. If you don't get out of here with this Listen, Carolina They can nonsense. challenge them. This whole Sam Darnold, look, I'm going to tell you all right now, he's about to turn into a pumpkin. Well, okay? okay? Like, I'm telling you right now, watch the games. Watch him go through his progression or the lack thereof. Okay? He's played, you know, they put him in some really good situations right now, but I'm telling you, he's going to come up against them. And, and, again, his schedule coming up is kind of nice. But he's going to get to a point where teams are going to realize what they're doing, they're going to take away that first read, and he's going to start to struggle. I really see that coming down the road. The verse is still out for me. Yeah. Still, I mean, I like Darnold for the, yeah. for the system. The verse is out for me. I, I don't know. I don't know if they can challenge the Bucs. I think yeah. the Bucs – I think the Bucs is going to go all the way again. Yeah. I mean, I know they just lost to the Rams, but the Bucs also lost to the Packers last year during the season. You saw what they did yeah. to them in the playoffs. Um, Biggest question, what are you doing with Robbie Anderson? We talked about it. That's oh, the biggest question on that offense. I'm, I'm keeping him. <laughs> We were talking in our group chat about possibly this being a squeaky wheel week for him where he might produce this week against the Cowboys, especially with us thinking Diggs is going to be on DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might play him. I'm starting him. But um, I'm starting him. But there's concern there for me. Yeah. There, and I didn't play – and I was not an Anderson guy. And so most of my to- teams that I had him the first week, I didn't even play him the first week. I mm-hmm. definitely didn't play him the second week. Uh Third week against, uh, you know, the Texans, I felt like they were just going to be in. I played them against I just, the Texans. Yeah, I just, did, I just didn't want to play them because I felt like they were going to be playing that two-deep zone. Because yeah, we talked him. about, like, how the shift, you know, we had those two games before where he was running, you know, more deeper routes. Yeah. And DJ Moore was Compared running to, those yeah, yeah. In, more inter, intermediate routes. So I felt like that two-deep zone, that's what they're trying to prevent. But now against the Dallas defense, with CMC out, with DJ Moore putting what he's put on tape right now. Yeah. With you know potential dig shadow on the way, and we we don't know this for sure, but we just you know assume and we'll see what happens. Uh, like I really think Robbie is going to have a very very good game this what week. What type of a uh, waiver uh, bid? If you had a thousand dollars, all your money, how much would you bid on Chuba? I mean, I know waivers is probably run already, but yeah. So I had so I had he was basically he's not really available in most leagues, but he was mm-hmm. available. So I've ha- I had him in a home league. 
Uh, knowing that I may only get one to two weeks of him, mm -hmm. I bid about 56% of my, it's $100, I bid $56 to get him because I just wanted to, in those couple weeks. Yeah. Because now we we're two, we're two years in where we've seen CMC get hurt and then people can say they can, you know, Oh, he's brittle. That's a bunch of BS to be quite yeah. honest. I mean, that's just bullshit, but it's another hamstring. Yeah, that's but class, exactly. That's but that's the, and that's, the, that's the issue is the hamstring. Yeah. Given how much work he gets, I was like, let me just make sure I just have the handcuff because I don't you want to go to the season. Yeah, I had CMC okay. in this league. And then I've seen him in one FFPC league where I don't have CMC, uh, where he was available on the waivers. And I just put in like a, a modest, you know, 25, tw maybe 30% bid at max. Okay. okay. Just to kind of price and force. I don't want anybody getting any free lunches out here. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Atlanta. Pitts was what? Third, sometimes fourth, tight end coming off the board. How do you guys like Pitts in that offense? And is that offense kind of underwhelming considering Very. what we thought that they were going to be? Yeah, coming I thought into Arthur Smith was going to come with a little bit more, a little bit more than what he's come with. Yeah, this he's, far. Not, he's not showing out. The at problem, all. yeah, the problem with Pitts, uh, and a lot of people are pointing this out, and I didn't pick it up until like it was pointed out. So credit to you know the number of people who like picked up on this. Uh, you know, they're splitting them out wide, and he's being guarded by, like, legit cornerbacks. Mm -hmm. So you imagine you're a tight end coming into the league. You got to learn a tight end position. You got to learn all these different things. Yeah. And now you got to split out wide and go up against, like, a defensive cornerback. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not the easiest thing, even for, like, an average cornerback. It takes so, away the advantage of Exactly. So, like, they got to figure out ways and, like, you know, Travis Kelsey runs in the slot. Like, that's yeah. where he, like, does his damage. Like, yeah. he run him in the slot. So, like, you can't, like, just move him around a little bit. And I anticipate they'll do that. They'll figure out ways to get him involved. They have to because their offense is terrible. You, right. can't, you can't have your backup running back, like, leading your team in, like, and, and, and receiving yards and receptions. That's what happened last year with Washington. Mm -hmm. Like, that offense was bad because J.D. McKissick was getting so many receptions. That is never a good thing. If you see that in the offense, you have to realize that O.C. next year or at some point is going to say, okay, look, we can't keep doing this. It's not efficient. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. a last resort type measure. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, what about Ridley? Is Ridley, uh, Dio, like, is he a receiver one? Is he an alpha? He's an alpha, but just not performing like alpha. You know, hmm. like he's he still he's still the main guy there. They, ha they they have nobody else. <laughs> think about it. They, they have nobody else. And, and really, I think the overall thing with the Falcons is the whole offense is, is depressed in general. Like the whole offense, nobody. Is Matt Ryan done? Ooh, he might be. Yeah, I, I got. I need to. I need to watch them closely. I had them on the docket today. I didn't get to it. Yeah, he, he might uh, be. Done. I'm gonna have to watch them closely. Move. Come he on, might move be done. Forward. Like I think I saw a stat where his uh, pass. Um, the distance of his passes are a lot less, like maybe even half of what it was last year. Mm -hmm. um, now, I, I, I don't, I'll be remiss if I don't mention Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Um, I picked him up in my waivers like week before week one. And the only reason I picked him up is because um, I, I, there was a few episodes in the past where we were talking about the Falcons backup running backs. Mm -hmm. We were considering it maybe being Allison. We were making fun about people that were thinking it was going to be J, uh, Javion Hawkins, and he ended up being cut and everything <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was making fun of people. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, we were thinking about maybe they might add a, a player or anything yeah. like that. Uh, one of the things I remember saying is the Falcons didn't have much money, so they, they weren't probably going to be able to add a big name. Mm -hmm. uh, but we just had to pay attention to see what they were doing. And the whole time, they always had Patterson on that roster. And if you heard people that were around the team talk about it, 
they were always talking about the fact that they wanted to use Patterson as a running back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but we just ignored it. I even made uh, joked about it on the yeah, pod when they were like, it. get Patterson out of there. Like, he's not a running back. Yeah. Um, but leading up to week one, he was just still there, you yeah. know? And it just got to a point. Um, no, I know what happened. Um, they cut Allison mm -hmm. added and added Gallman. Yeah. So yeah. that made me think, dang, like, all the back of running backs all through the training camp are all gone. And then I was like, oh, yeah, except for the pseudo running back in Patterson. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. Let's just get this guy. I was getting him for like a dollar. Let's just see what happens. Week one, I, I, he actually led the team in rushing, yeah. yardage-wise. Um, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then week two, he, he did what he did, two touchdowns. I was like, okay, yeah. okay, this is a thing. So now – now I kind of think he looks better than Mike Davis, mm, and degree, I wouldn't agree. be surprised if he actually takes over that backfield. Now yeah. it's still oh, a, yeah. it's still. I mean, Mike Davis not getting any passing work, yeah. you know. So no, he's getting some passing work. Minute, you know, a little bit. You know, Patterson is really getting the most of the passing work. Patterson had eight catches his last game. Yeah, I think he, he led the, the he, team he, in, in yeah, reception, which is silly. um. Now again, that whole offense is depressed. I'm not yeah. excited about any of it. I, yeah. I'm very disappointed in Pitts because yeah. initially I wasn't high on Pitts because he was a rookie tight end, but I started to kind of come around a little bit just because he was the only one ahead and he drafted him so high. But now I'm sour yeah. again, man. I mean, I was okay like being wrong, like like I said before. I was I'm okay being wrong on Pitts given where he was going, yeah. like in FFPC format. Uh, Do you uh, have any Pitts? I have like one or two teams with Pitts. Okay, I have. I got like pitch, three or four. Pitch. I got three. No, I got like maybe three. Um, but who else is there? Like, really, he's not even doing much. Gage is you even put much. in a text message one day, it's really playing in the game, yeah. and he was there. So it was like, yeah. what's going yeah. on? And that's yeah. the thing. You know, the process The process really wasn't wrong on Pitts. Like, I don't think anybody who took him where he was going, like, in the third round, like, I don't think that was, like, a wrong pick, you yeah. know? And it may prove to pay out, like, moving forward. Like I said, like, things change. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, so far it's been a rough start. And likely, given where you drafted him, you had to like kind of deal with those. Who was the three teams they played the first three weeks? The Giants. I know they played the week. Bucks. Bucks was week two. Yeah. Because I remember I was concerned mm -hmm. about Mike Davis against that run defense. Who they played week one? We don't remember. I can't. I, I, I know this week they have a good matchup though. They play a, a weak team. Um, the Giants. The no, Giants. The Giants. Um, well, no, they know. played the Giants last week because right. I started. They, they have a. They play a team this week that is not. Daniel Jones. I don't know. It might even be the Jets or something like that. Speaking of depressed no, offenses, let's talk about the Saints, New Orleans. Man. Listen, for at least the last 10 years, the Saints offense have been something that you can count on. Obviously, Breeze was there. Breeze is no longer there. We got Jameis at quarterback. Do you guys still roster Marquez Callaway? Okay, look, this is my take on a, on a, on a Saints offense, Okay. <laughs> There's two things that you have to take into account with the Saints offense. One, their defense is really, really good, and they know it. Mm -hmm. Okay, they had some injuries the Carolina game, which is why Darnold looked like Darnold or what he put on tape. But their defense is really, really good, meaning that they can control game scripts in most situations. No, that wasn't the injury game. That was the COVID game. The what? That was the, oh, it was the COVID. It was COVID, but they also had injuries. Okay. They also had injuries. They had D, they had D line injuries. I think Lattimore was out there. They had they had they definitely had some injuries yeah. on. In defense, in addition to the COVID, yeah. both both things. So, uh, but so the defense is really really good, and their O line is elite. Mm -hmm. Okay, they did lose their center, but I don't know how long he's gonna be out. But 
Their O-line is very, very good. So they can run the ball and control the ball. And now that you have, you know, Jameis Winston, and if you've just watched the Saints games, there's always like a couple of games. You're like, man, bro, really? Come on, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, Sean Payton sees this stuff. They see it in practice every day. So they're like, look, just run the ball. When we have to pass, we'll pass. But for the most part, if we got to punt, we will punt. We will get the ball back. We will figure out ways to win with our defense. And so what that's leading to, it's not like these other guys are just sucking. It's just that the volume is so depressed. Mm-hmm. They are running the ball. That's We talked about it beforehand in terms of like why I was like high on Kamara. Because I was like, he's just going to get his best player the ball. Like That's yeah. what's going to happen. Like That's why I was like, stop letting Alvin Kamara go to like the seventh, eighth pick. He's going to get his best player the ball. Yeah. And we're seeing for the first time ever Alvin Kamara get like 20 carries in a game. I don't know how long that's going to last. How did he yeah. look this past week? Yeah. He looks good. He looks good. But, but he's running like – it's not like, you know, I don't think this is how you should be using Alvin Kamara in a 17-game series, to be quite honest. And they're getting Jones in there, you know, Tony Jones in there, a few. I think they got like three, four carries. Yeah, but I, they, something's going to have to, like, give at some point. I don't know. Maybe they think that, like, Michael Thomas is coming back a little bit sooner. But this is why I just, like – I'm trying not to dra- drop Callaway mm-hmm. because they're not going to be able to control every game, but it's tough to figure out which of these games are because if it's, like, close, they're just going to run. They're just going to run. Yeah. I'm uh, waiting for Traquan to come back because I think that may open up not, some things. But this well, is the thing. not practicing yet. But this well, is the yeah. thing. Even if Traquan comes back, it's not like, oh, Traquan is back. Mm-hmm. Let's open up the offense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they want to run the ball, and this is yeah. why I have a hard time – like, I'm having to just drop. Like, Troutman, I'm done with. That's what I was going to say. The yeah. biggest disappointment yeah. was those tight ends. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's not forget yeah. about those guys. And Jawan, oh, my God. I was, like, so happy about getting Jawan everywhere. And I played him a lot in the first week, and then I played him in the second week. And then at the second week, I was like, oh, man, I can't do this. Hmm. Uh, but now I'm, like, you know, I'm having to drop him in certain areas. I can't trust either of those guys. You can't trust yeah. them. You cannot start yeah. any of them. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'd rather start Dan Arnold right at this point. Because especially because they're playing um, – they're playing – Sorry, we didn't do a lot of prep for this. <laughs> I mean, we prepped the previous three games. We didn't prep like for like you know what's the. I don't know who the Jags are playing this week. The no, the, the Saints have a pretty good. They're playing the Giants this week. Okay, they're playing the Giants. You know, which is not good for Saquon, but they're playing the Giants this week. So again, it's going to be the same scenario where they're going to want to run the ball. So I can't play Jawan. The only time I want to play them is when I'm like, okay, they're going to have to throw the ball. Yeah, that's the only time that I want to play them. Wait, who? I think the the Jags are playing the Falcons. No, no, no. Jags are playing Cincy on Thursday. Cincy. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's I was right, loaded right, up right, on Cincy right. defense. Uh, I did, too. Yeah. I did, too. This week. Let's move to the NFC North. They're playing the, 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 the um, Washington football team. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. All right. Washington football team. Yeah. Right. If we said Redskins – I'm sorry. If we said the former name of the Washington football team earlier, we apologize. Yeah, I, I don't think we did because I've kind of beaten that since okay. Uh, okay, episode yeah. what, three. Gotcha. Kind of beaten that into my head. Uh, so let's talk about the NFC North. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers seems to be back on track. Him and Devontae Adams seem to be back on track. Do we expect Green Bay to be there in the end to push Tampa and hopefully put up some resistance? In the playoffs. They're going to need to get healthy on defense, and that defense is really going to need to kind of come around. Like, they're going to need to improve, and that's tough. I don't think they got enough, man. Yeah, it's tough. But, I mean, otherwise, I mean, I like, you know, I like, you know, the the problem with this this Green Bay team is that the defense isn't as good and their O-line isn't as good. They've lost a lot of pieces on that O-line, and it's really Rodgers just kind of, you know, really kind of, you know, upping his level of play. 
Uh, MBS has also looked a little bit better, but they're going to need more guys to come through. Uh, Aaron Jones has been running very well. I mean, he's been mm-hmm. running very, very well. Uh, A.J. Dillon has not looked all that good. They're just uh, not giving him a lot of work, though. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. I think he's like a volume back, too. So he needs, yeah, he he needs, needs, he needs touches. But, yeah, as far as, like, you know, competing with Tampa, I just I don't see I it. only think there's two teams in the NFC that can compete with Tampa, hmm. the Rams and the Cowboys. <sighs> not the Cowboys. I mean, but they, they just have the type of makeup to compete. Now, yeah. the Cowboys always choke, so they mm-hmm. probably won't do it, but they have the makeup to compete. And you saw what they did week one. Yeah. Like, they were there with them. You know, yeah. think if they would have made those field goals, it might have been yeah. a totally different outcome. I can you can never count out Seahawks either. I can never count them out. Right. Yeah, I can count them out what they do with the Titans. But what about Tanya? Are you guys rostering Tanya? I, I don't roster players like that. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, it's like players <laughs> where like they can like one week they can give you two touchdowns and the other week they can give you like Nothing. one for ten. Yeah. I just don't like not when you have to take them to high. I don't mind like mm. getting guys like late, like boom bust guys like late. Yeah. But like you know, you rather not have yeah. Them. When we talking about an FFPC, like I gotta take him in the seventh round. Like nah, I'll just like yeah. because I know like his upside is not like okay he can really take over this offense. Like as wrong as I was with Janu, his still upside was like okay like they need someone to throw the ball to. They paid him a lot of money. Yeah. He could potentially be seeing, you know, 6 to 7 targets a game and really be, you know, be doing something. That's not Tanya's upside. Tanya's upside is just like okay, if you're going to play him, you got to play him every week. You got to take the good and the bad yeah. or else you just got to unless you got a crystal and, ball. And remember with tight end premium, the advantage is really a tight end that's going to get a lot of receptions. Yeah, yeah. Tanya's not a, a tight end that gets a lot of receptions. Yeah. He's a guy it ends up scoring a fair amount of touchdowns, and you yeah. know, you know, it's it just kind of sporadic touchdowns. So it's not really the type of title you target in these type of formats. You know, earlier in the pod, I believe it was around episode three or four, we talked about whether Justin Jefferson was going to finish as receiver one with Minneapolis. Adam Thielen looks really, I don't really think we good. Put that on the show. I think that was the poker night. Oh, what well, was that? Was the, the poker, poker night? night? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. I told y'all to record it. Y'all didn't see. They didn't want to record that. I tried to get that out there. Man, there was so many jams. So many no, jams. No, because I was saying there's a chance Thielen could could do it. Right. You know. Oh, right. uh, I don't. I still don't know how it's gonna play out. Jefferson looks great. How do you feel amazing. now? Though? But how do you feel now? But do you I think, think it's still up in the air. No, hmm. I want Jefferson. I want. Jefferson. I think it's still up. I think Thielen. Did, did Thielen have like two Thielen touchdowns too. the first week? They were. They were both like. I don't know. I, not, they were both like great prices or like great targets where they were going. Right, right. Really, really, we have to give props to Cousins. Yes, mm-hmm. that's really what yes. we're going to be doing because Cousins is playing a lot better than what anybody expected. And I think, and in a fair amount of my leagues, I still see Cousins on the waiver wire. This is so a, he's not. He's still oh, not yeah, getting. Yeah, he's respect. definitely still so on the waiver wire. I'm at the point in the season right now where like I don't care. I don't care what we like. What I thought preseason. I don't care what Justin Fields could be. I know what my eyes are telling me. My eyes are telling me that Cousins is balling. Are you dropping yeah. fields? I, I drop fields for Cousins, yes, in a heartbeat. Like, this, why? I hear you. I like, hear I, you. like, you know, th- like, no issues. Now, there are some leagues where, like, I have, like, a Lamar Jackson, and then, like, if I got Trey Lance late, then that's, you know, maybe it's a little bit are different. Are you dropping Lance? Uh, depends. I, have, I, don't have, I don't have any issues dropping players. Yeah, Certain players, except Jeff Wilson. <laughs> I'm not about dropping Jeff Wilson. <laughs> no, nah, most of my Trey Lance shares I'm, I'm holding on to. Yeah. So you're out of the Justin Fields game. I'm not out of the game. I'm just saying, like, if there's a better option there. Like, I'm not decreasing what Justin Fields could be. And mm-hmm. I didn't start – like, I, I don't think I started Justin Fields anywhere. But – because I didn't think it was a great matchup. Maybe one team. I don't know. But so – 
I'm not saying that Justin Fields can't become this like great player. What I'm saying is like you can't ignore what we have seen. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about, and I put it in the in a group chat. Like they're just offensive coordinators that I just love. Mm-hmm. And Clint Kubiak Jr. is one of those offensive coordinators. Okay, you know we could say that you know Jeff Jefferson and Thielen are great route runners, and they are, and they find ways to get open, and they do. Yeah. But their scheme allows them to get even more open and makes yeah. it easier for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah. And then they, they, there's the screenplays that they, you know, that they call, and they just have great skilled weapons. And, we should, and I mean, you can't, we can't leave the Vikings without talking about Dale's boy. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we almost forgot about that. I almost yeah. forgot, yeah. You better take that one. You better run. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Let me pass yeah, the baton. Tyler yeah, Conklin. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and take that lap. <laughs> I mean, he, he's doing... The first two weeks was a little slow, but he was getting yeah. work. You know, he was yeah. he was out yeah. there. He was, he was running the routes. Um, he wasn't getting the targets. They were looking good. I mean, they didn't really need to use him. Yeah. I think this game they probably felt like they could use him a lot more as far as opportunities. And he, he's he's doing what he needed to do. He was schemed. You know? They were schemed. Yeah, he was schemed. He's, doing, he's, doing, he's got the catches. Yeah. He got the touchdown. Um, he's probably one. That, we haven't looked at waivers. I think waivers ran tonight. Uh, we haven't really looked at the outcome. But I'm sure Conklin was one of the higher uh, pickups this week um and i'm thinking maybe a lot of people are a little still skeptical about him because they probably didn't really know who he was coming to the season um but the guy has talent man the guy has talent the guy can be a a value by the end of the season somebody you look back later and be like wow this is a tight end that i was able to pick up late um that ends up helping me win my leagues don't ignore him um but yeah yeah conklin is Conklin is, is, is good, you know, very good. All right, so let's talk about the Detroit Lions. I mean, Swift, Jamal Williams in that backfield. I hate that Jamal Williams is there because I have a lot of Swift. How do you guys feel about that that backfield being shared the way that it is? Man, I don't hate it at all. I like it. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Let's keep it. Swift. It keeps them nice and fresh. Okay. I th- we were on point, okay, together, collectively. Yeah. Because I was not as, as high on TJ Hawkinson as you were. But collectively, we kind of came to, you know, a realization of what this offense was going to look like. Yeah. They were going to run the ball. TJ Hawkinson was going to be, like, you know, one of the primary, like, receiving options. And then you're going to have some receivers kind of mixed in yeah. uh, here or there. Uh, it's actually playing out exactly the way we exactly. thought it would play out. But the mm-hmm. importance of that is just, like, you know, early on, everyone was just, you know, kind of, okay, Anthony Lynn's terrible. The Lions are going to be, you know, just a really, really bad team. Like, they're talking about splitting carries. And then people just want to just ignore uh, an entire team. And when you right. do that, you lose potential value. You know, there was like no other player that I love more than Swift outside mm-hmm. of maybe Marquise Brown and Cooks. And I'm getting lucky on those guys. And there's yeah. some other guys that I missed on, obviously. But, but Swift, I just – I love Swift because I love the idea of, like, a non-mobile quarterback – you know, in negative game script situations, an athletic back where he's just going to be getting a lot of dump off and passes where there's not a lot of other receiving threats. So it's playing out like that. So hopefully he can stay healthy. Uh, But I love what I've seen uh, thus far. And and we were high on Jamal Williams too as well. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it's the best of both worlds because you need to play both of them. It's the ideal situation. I don't want to move on without talking about Allen Robinson. Are you guys benching Allen Robinson or are you still playing him every week? Are we on Chicago Bears now? I'm playing him. Well, we already kind of talked about the Bears a little bit. We haven't talked about the Bears. We haven't talked about the Bears yet. Well, we talked about We talked about Fields. No, no, but right, but I'm right, keeping right. I'm keeping Robinson in the game. 
I'm playing him this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing. But I mean, I he he he's on notice. Yeah, oh yeah, he's on notice. <laughs> he's on yeah, notice. He's like, on notice. And in a, and in, a, in the wrong matchup, I'm not playing him. But I think you know what we saw last week was like the bottom. Okay, mm. they, they can't get any worse than what we saw last week. Well, okay. I anticipate things to be better this week, and it's an easier matchup. They're playing the Lions. Let mm. me back up. Is it? Are you quarterback dependent on it? Like, if it's nah, Fields, the quarterback, nah. do you think of it any differently, yeah. or it doesn't matter who the quarterback? I is? I told y'all, I was like. It's it's Matt Nagy. Like the reason that mm. I'm like not feel I don't feel like over you know just like this need to hold on to Fields is because of Matt Nagy. I was hoping that maybe he would scheme the offense around Fields' talent, but that's not what they did. Yeah. Okay? okay, like they like literally kept him in the in, you know in the pocket. They didn't have him do any like you know any bootlegs, rollouts, RPOs, design runs, nothing. Like it was like one of the worst game plans I've ever seen in my life against a bad O line. Yeah, against a team with really really elite pass rushers. So for me, if it if Fields is the quarterback, I'm probably not gonna play Allen Robinson against the Lions. Yeah, I'm, I don't care. Okay, I mean I can't. I don't know if Fields is ready. I don't mm, know if Fields yeah. is ready. It's gonna be you're gonna see a lot of uh, David Montgomery. This game, if if it's play. Dalton, I feel like Dalton is one of those quarterbacks that will like. Focus on one guy and yeah. just keep feeding him, yeah. regardless how trash Dalton is. But Fields, I don't know if he's ready to, for the for the lights yet. So yeah. and Fields had his issues, but he's a rookie though. Like you, right. you're a head coach. You got to know these things. If you if you felt like he wasn't that good or wasn't that ready, then put in Nick Foles. Nick Foles is in game experience. Nick Foles like, is a that. Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, he has plenty yeah. of experience. I don't want to yeah. hear this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. That that is all on Matt Nagy. Okay, yeah. that's all on Matt Nagy. Yeah. That was a terrible game plan. All right, guys, I want to move on to the AFC North. Let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. What's in that defense? To me, it's surprising. That's the story of the Bengals for me personally. But I know everybody wants to talk about Jamar Chase and those receivers. Who do you think is going to be receiver one out of that receiving core? Man, we've had this. Oh, okay. But now that we've gotten uh, – So, wait, number one – number one – this offense is very different than what it's been, mm-hmm. okay, in terms of just, like, uh, the pace, uh, in terms of them being super pass-heavy. They're not the same Bengals that they were last year. So I think that's important because, yes, Jamar Chase is scoring touchdowns, but this team is not seeing a huge amount of volume. Now, now because Higgins is out for going to be out for a, another game, uh, you know, it's going to be, again, a more narrow target tree, and we talked about that. That's what we like, mm-hmm. okay? Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, and then – you know, maybe a little bit of randomness mixed in here or there. And obviously I don't even think there's any randomness. It's literally just those two. Boyd so, and Chase yeah. right now. So that is what makes it ideal. So obviously I think you're starting those two. These those guys are locked in in any format. And then it's gonna be a lot of Mixon. Joe Mixon. Yeah. But when Higgins comes back, I think that's when it becomes a little bit tougher. If I had to pick one, I'm definitely taking Chase. And I don't think that was really a much of I mean I guess it was maybe between Chase and Higgins before. For me, it was Chase just because, like, they drafted him so high. Uh, but as far as, like, who was a better discount, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't I, – I mean, obviously, if that question has to be Boyd. Yeah. Boyd was the latest one taken, yeah. and Boyd is still producing. That doesn't mean it was um, right not to take the other guys. Right, later, no, no. Right? Yeah. I, I liked all of them. I, I yeah. have no problem playing all of them going forward yeah. until further notice mm-hmm. because they all – each game have – the opportunity to score, yeah, you know, and their offense is clicking. Um, and Chris, you actually spoke on it to start this this uh, team segment. That defense mm-hmm. is impressing, and Abby brought it up in our group chat one day, talking about how great 
the Bengals defense is playing. And I want to just take uh, go on a quick tangent as far as what I used to – I don't even know if I said it on the show, but I know I used to talk to people just in fantasy in general about how leading into seasons, we think we know who the great defenses are going to be. Like, we think we know who the top echelon defenses in the league are going to be. But then when the season plays out, you come to find out pretty early – that defenses that you thought were going to be great, a la Washington, mm-hmm. um, a la the Rams, aren't producing. But then these other teams that are like, you would have no idea were going to be a thing, a la the Bengals, a la the Panthers, ends up shining. Yeah. And I think the Bengals are showing, and I don't even know what players they have on their, their defense, um, I feel like they've been improving for like a few years now, and then like it's just maybe who, just who, finally clicked. Who are some individual players they have that I are really, man, or is it just a team effort type thing for them? It's more a team effort. Okay, yeah. but but they're really showing out right now. They're playing the Jaguars tomorrow. I hope, um, especially if you're FFPC, you you pick them up to play tomorrow. Um, I say that, and I think they're actually missing a guy or two tomorrow. So I wouldn't be shocked if they kind Who's of Trayvon Williams. They've been missing him for a while. Trayvon Williams, the running back. Trevion Williams, who am I thinking of? I, I think I saw they were going to be missing one player that, that is good for their defense. Uh, but we'll see. But it's the Jags. Yeah. It's the Jags. So, whatever. But um, that defense really is showing out. So, that's a good thing. I don't know if they're for real yet. We still need a few more data points. But I'm a true believer in – I, I, I stream defenses. Mm-hmm. I stream defenses. So, I try to quickly find who that top defense is, gravitate to them, and then try to hold on to them as long as possible. Just help me out for a second. Am I stupid for holding on to Samaji P. Ryan? I don't think so. It's going to be tough. I mean, you know, I Let don't know go, Chris man. Evans could potentially. <laughs> Let him go. Let him go. Oh, wait, are you, are you saying about you have Joe Mixon? I don't have Joe Mixon. So you just have him just to have him. You're just to have him, and just in case it's Mixon. Yeah. Let him go. Have, we all have some handcuffs. Yeah, yeah, but P. P, P the thing with P. Ryan he's, is. He's been getting, I mean, he's been getting some more. He's been the guy that comes in. But after. he doesn't have the talent. To where when he uh, finally gets know. it, we we say that, and then like last year when when uh, when he got work, he got work. Especially oh, yeah. when, when he, he got work. He but, put up. But let he me put up. Let me, put up let me ask points. you this: If P Ryan did end up getting, becoming the guy due to injury with Mixon, do we expect him to get all the pass work, or do y'all see them using Chris Evans? I would see them using Chris mm-hmm. Evans. A little I, bit. I do too. And if Chris Evans is getting that passing work, because one of the big things with Mixon and why his value is so high is he's getting all the work. Yeah. He's getting running and passing. So if P. Ryan is only getting the running work, you know, how how excited are you going to be with that? I mean, yeah, he has the opportunity to score touchdowns like like Peyton Barber did this last game. Um, but I want a running back that's going to get that passing work, you yeah. know. And right now you're holding P. Ryan in hopes of an injury happening. You can't play P. Ryan unless um, – if Mixon is healthy. Right, I mean, right. It depends, it depends on which guy. I, I, like, no, I like – I wouldn't start him if Mixon is healthy. No, no, you're not, of course you're not going to start him. It's just like if you think he's the handcuff – uh, and there's really nothing else out there on the waiver that you, then you. Oh yeah, I mean, you're yeah. you're only you know your options are your options. Mm-hmm. So if there's nothing else out there, but yeah. I, the way I look at waiver wire right now, there's there's a lot of players out there. I yeah. mean, you could tell a, a story about yeah. everybody. Trey Wayne was a cornerback. Trey yeah. Wayne's okay. He's yeah, out. He hasn't played in a while though. Okay. I no, I think he's coming back. This is his first game back. Uh, but there was another DB. I think they lost. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I don't have my. But let's move on to Pittsburgh me. for a second. Can Najee hold up with this kind of workload? He better. Can, can a rookie running back? I mean, he is playing every snap. I mean, how many receptions did he? I mean, 14. Targets, 14 catches. Can he hold up? 
Yeah. He better. Yeah. He ain't got no choice. <laughs> just, just, yeah. He ain't have yeah. no choice. Well, now, Anthony McFarlane, my hope is he's coming back. I, I've been, been big on Anthony McFarlane. I've actually been... Because I ended up... I dropped him a lot in my leagues in FFPC, knowing mm-hmm. he was on IR, knowing that most likely people won't pick him up. Smart also man. knowing that when he's about to come back, hurry up and pick him back up. So I, I have been picking him back up. I do think if he becomes healthy, he's going to get a fair amount of those, that passing work. Mm-hmm. Because they've been giving Najee almost 100% of the work. Mm-hmm. That's they don't, they don't like anybody else. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Benny Snell is nothing. Yeah. I don't even know who... Uh, Who's the guy they have um, that used to play for the Dolphins and then went to the uh, Chargers last year? Belage. Mm-hmm. Kalen Belage. He's yeah. nothing for them. Yeah. So it's like they're giving it only to Najee. So my hope is once McFarlane gets there, they'll, you know, give him a little bit more um, work to kind of um, rest up Najee. Um, but as far as can Najee do it, I mean, again, they have no choice. He's their only weapon. He's the only one Ben can get the ball to because Ben looks broken. Yeah, he did it. He did it at Alabama. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, Ben. But the thing is, as long as Ben keeps producing for, I mean, nobody drafted Ben. Mm-hmm. But as long as Ben keeps producing for Deontay, okay, Deontay, come on, stay healthy, bro. He yeah. keeps producing for Claypool. Mm-hmm. But he, he ain't can produce for Claypool, though. That's the problem. He could produce last game. The last game he did. Nine, what nine for 98. But, oh, I mean, yeah. that's because Deontay was out. Yeah. I know Juju. Juju did okay. Juju's hurt right now, though. Yeah, they trying to move Juju around a little bit, you know, reverses things like that, kind of yeah. help him out. But let's move on. Cleveland Browns. Listen, they can't keep a receiver healthy. Odell comes back. Obviously, Jarvis Landry is out. How much time do you want to give Odell before you begin to start him? I started, I him, started last him last week. You started him last week <laughs> as soon as he came back? Odell had good. a good game. He did have a good game, but you trust no, uh, yeah, Odell's yeah. locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. start. I'm not even worried about Odell right now, honestly. It's, 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 a, it's a situation by situation type deal. but And I, I understand there was some concerns that he like just felt like he didn't feel ready. But once like I heard full practice, and I told you, like we were, you know, I texted everybody. I was like, has anybody heard anything about reduced snap counts? Yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. heard anything. You know, they obviously needed him out there. Okay, and you know, he looked he looked good by all accounts. So uh, I'm happy to start him. I'm happy to start him. He, he's, he's he's in a he's similar like situation to me as Saquon. Yeah, honestly. Hmm. Um, now, if with us talking about the Browns, I don't want us to ignore Demetric Felton. Mm-hmm. I think he's looked very good for a rookie. Yeah. Um, they uh, this last game. So so against the Texans, he got was it two touchdowns or maybe one? I know he won for sure. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I think it might have sure. been two. Um, Unlimited touches, but he made the most of those touches. He looks electric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not joystick like Kadarius Tony, uh, but electric. And then this last game, I was actually paying attention specifically to how they used him. They actually had him out there as a slot, you know, what with um, with Chubb in the backfield. Mm-hmm. So they found ways to get him out on the field, if, even if it wasn't as a running back. Uh, they missed him a couple times. Baker just just a little yeah. bit too far from him, but they were giving him work early. Route, yeah. You know, so um, still early in the season. I even think I saw a quote where they were talking about they're going to try to find a way to get him even more involved because they've been impressed by what he's mm-hmm. been able to do. Um, don't, don't ignore that guy. He's yeah. a cheap guy. His, and, his role can grow as the yeah. season goes on. And relax on Chubb, okay? We, we drafted Chubb knowing what we were getting with Chubb. Chubb has been producing, hasn't he? He's been producing, mm-hmm. yeah. But he, he's, he, he like ran for 22 and 80 like – 80, oh, 80. People, people want like 200 yards and 14. Yeah, they want a touchdown every <laughs> week. Like, your receivers don't get you that. Receivers that you draft in the first round don't get you that. Like, mm-hmm. you drafted him in the second round. That's what we talked about. 
mid, late second round, great value to get a guy who's just going to be producing points, but still can get you those explosive weeks as well. So you yeah. just got to, you know, be patient. You'll take yeah. some, take a little down. Even Hunt, I think, has been pretty, pretty okay. Yeah. The Browns have been okay. I'm still not. Baker still doesn't impress me, man. No. He hasn't really had his full complement of weapons. I'm like. Low key, I'll, I'll in a couple of weeks, depending on like how, especially how he looks uh, this week against Minnesota, I may low key pick him up. I, I hey, I'm still not still quite sure what that offense me. is. I know this was like a lot of talk in the off season about them, you know, being a little bit more pass heavy, mm-hmm. and they just haven't had their again. They they haven't had all of their weapons out there to really be able to to to, to do that. Yeah. So I'm keeping an eye out for that. You know, what, Baker may be about- a, a player you may want them to look at, you know, in the coming weeks, especially when once Jarvis is back. What do you think about People Jones? Man, that mm. dude is such a disappointment. I'm mm. done with him. You're done with him? I'm done Who's with him. Who's the third? Well, I guess you could say now the second. Higgins. Higgins? But, mm. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't, so I wouldn't not, even go not there. So Schwartz? No, because they have so many different, like, they have this Felton. They have Schwartz. They have all the three different tight ends. Yeah. Hooper and, and Joku. And Joku. And, and, and yeah, and Harris. They have all these guys. So, it's really like, again, this is. Their oh, offensive oh. coordinator, you know, he's very, very good at just like figuring out okay what's appropriate, and you never know who they're going to scheme open because they yeah. have so many guys. Real quick, just to interject, going back to the Steelers, Fryermuth, that tight end, mm-hmm. he's looked mm-hmm. good. Yeah, and he's I a rookie. Yeah, he, he's going to get better. He's going to yeah. get better. So, um, going back to the Browns, though, what do we? Thinking about that defense. Now I know they looked great last game, but the Bears. I dropped them. I got, I got, I got, I got my nine points, and I dropped them. That's it. Okay. You know, yeah. you can move on. Sometimes people, just move people on. are drafting them high because they thought they were going to really mm-hmm. be a solid defense this yeah. season. Um, I, I, I didn't have many sh- uh, shares of them, and I dropped the few I did have, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the last team, Baltimore Ravens, the most turbulent team I think of the NFL so far this year, with with all the heroics. Um, I'm going to let you go ahead and take your victory lap on Marquise Brown. Mm-hmm. You were super high on Marquise. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to take a victory lap on this one because, um, number one, he disappointed me last week. But still, I mean... Uh, I mean, I know. like A lot of drops. The targets were there, the drops Three. were there. And I'm not going to get upset with the drops. I'm just saying, you just cost me a couple, you know, but whatever. It's, it's not, but, yeah. yes, no. I think, you know, I was super high on Marquise Brown. I just love where he was going in drafts. And, again, it was more so I was seeing, I keep going back to it, you know, last half of last year where they were using him very differently. So it wasn't just nine routes. They were using them in those intermediate routes. He was running digs. He was running slants. You know, they were finding ways to get him the ball and then allow him to sort of kind of get some yak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what I was looking for. Now, I'm not necessarily, you know, taking a victory lap. It worked out. There were a lot of things that have, like, allowed him to be what he's done or what he's been over the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. And it should have been, like, you know, he should have had a monster game last week. You know, one of that, one of those is all the running back injuries that they've had. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can't like ignore that. And this is where it's like important to realize. Okay, yeah, you know, I was high on a player and he's done well, but like you got to go back and look why, why? Mm-hmm. at the why. Mm-hmm. So they did lose running backs. Bateman and I wasn't super high on Bateman. I'm not super high on Bateman, but I can still appreciate how he could potentially be a major factor and Mm -hmm. he may come in. So, again, we're looking at, you know, these, you know, the season and quarters. So even though Marquise did well this first quarter, we'll have to see what happens the second quarter. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, lastly, um, what's the last thing? I'm blanking on it, but. But I do like what I've seen in general from the offense from a standpoint of them being a little bit more pass-heavy. 
their offensive line, like, you know, even them just bringing in Villanueva, like, you know, it's just, to me, their offensive line is still gelling. And mm-hmm. I think they're going to get there, okay? Because it's a complicated system to run, especially with all the, you know, the types of run schemes that they, that, uh, that you know, that they run in that offense. So I think that's going to take a little bit of time. But I like the, I, I like what I'm seeing in the pass game. Uh, and the defense isn't as good as they were last year. No. Or like they missed a stunned. lot of players last game. Yeah, so. so um, one thing, though, with the Ravens, we also want to take into consideration is all their games have been competitive. Mm-hmm. Even the Lions game. Yeah. You know, um, the Chiefs, the Raiders, they've been literally fighting the whole game, all four quarters. So it's allowed Lamar to literally pass the ball all four quarters. I think if Hollywood would have caught those touchdowns his last game that he should have been catching, the game would have probably been out of reach.